0: Devaya, Devi Matricia Mangalam, Mangalam Bakta, Brindavio Sarva Mangalam, Om Stapakaya Chadarmasya Sarva Darmasurupini, Avatar Varishtaya Arishtaya Ram Krishna, Hatinamaha Om Sarashiba Samaram Bam Shankarachara, Majima Mashmadachara, Prayantam Bande Gurum Baram Baram Guru Brahma, Guru Vishnu, Gurudevu Meshara, Gurudevu Param Brahman, Tasma Shri Guru Vinamaha. Sri Ganesha, Sharada, Gurubyur, Mahari, Yud. Enjoy, Ma. So picking up from last week. I think this may be a little hot. Maybe lower a little bit. This one. Just a tiny bit. Maybe I'm just, where the speaker is. Is it loud enough? Or too loud? So we're continuing our discussions of the Kali Sahasranam The Thousand Names of Kali. And we are on. Last week we started uh, verse 30 with names uh, uh, 2, 25, 26, 27, we're in, in that area there. <coughs> and the previous week we did names that are associated with Lakshmi, including the words Mahalakshmi, Lakshmi, and uh, other qualities of Lakshmi. And then last week we began the Nila Saraswati, Saraswati, Ashtrota Svati, and Matangi. And these are all related. We so these are a cluster of names related to mat, uh, to satasvati. Mm-hmm. So it, within the I'll, I'll chant the verse to, to catch up. Shruta sorry, struttasvati, satasvati, matthangi, vijaya, jaya, nari, sindhu, sarvamai, thar, shunya, Nivashini, Nivasini, sorry. <coughs> so now we're at vijaya and jaya. So, vijaya and jaya these are usually we often hear jaya vijaya that's how we usually hear it here it's J- vijaya and jaya it may just be for poetic beauty uh, and a lot of times the way a lot of the names that we usually see in a particular order in the hymn seems to appear in a different order maybe it's to keep it fresh perhaps but jaya and vijaya that combination is very often included so jaya has a meaning a direct meaning as a word so and and these names are, are Ma's gunas. She is those. She has those qualities, or she is those qualities. Whatever Jaya is and Vijaya is. <coughs> everybody here probably knows what Jaya. Jaya means victory. Kind of thing, right? Um, comes from the root G or J, which which means like to conquer, winning, um, uh, Victoria, something like that. G uh, uh, Jaya. We often, we go Jai Ma, Jai Sri Krishna, we use a similar type of thing. It's related. Usage is a little different. There it means, I could say victory to the Divine Mother, of course, or sometimes it means like glory, you know, or or, yay Ma, you know. (laughs) Jai Ma becomes yay Ma. It's used like that. But but you can say, but translation is very nice, like victory to the Divine Mother. What a beautiful idea, you know. Of course, we know in the story there's constant battles between the goddess and demonic forces, and 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 we also know the story that she always wins. So, we want her to win like that. <clears throat> but we say Jai Sri Krishna, Jai, anything we're glorifying, both uh, praying for victory that, that the divine becomes victorious in our lives and in, in society, but also uh, just a, a method, it's become a, a method of glorification. But as a noun, it's also a name for the goddess. There is a goddess Jaya, right? Uh, um, and in, uh, I think I'm pretty sure I'm forgetting just now. And it's just uh, 64 yoginis. I think one of them is Jaya, for instance, you know, in that list, different lists. Um, but so it's interesting <clears throat> so there's Jaya and Jaya, right? That long A here, it's a long A. This is a name of, this is a group of Devi names. So Jaya, and Jaya and Vijaya, right? They're long A's showing kind of like we Shiva and Shiva shiva me is a masculine term shiva is a feminine term so so when you say like one one of ma's names in the what is it um in the sarva Mangala? shiva uh, datri soha surha no no that's right i guess that's there shiva hmm? it's one of the, one of those famous hymns i'm just freaking my brain's a little jumbled uh that uh shiva doesn't doesn't necessarily mean that it's like that she's shiva it's like sh- shiva has a meaning is that of goodness, pure goodness, and benevolence. So she is the one who's benevolent. But in coupled, when it's coupled, Shiva Shiva or Shiva Shivani becomes. Then it becomes Shiva and Parvati, right? So so sometimes it's Jaya and Jaya could be Jaya could be a name for Shiva, Jaya be name for something like that too, right? But but in order to understand, I think the the Full significance of of the uh, the goddesses Jaya and Vijaya, right? We have to understand Jaya and Vijaya in general, because they have a they have a a back. They're famous characters. Most people here know Jaya and Vijaya as characters, not just as words. So we'll start with like that. So, the Jayas, like we oh, everybody knows, maybe everybody knows that Jaya is and Vijaya are the are the gatekeepers of Vishnu in right, in Vaikunta, Lord Vishnu has two gatekeepers, Jaya and Vijaya. There's many stories about them, right? <clears throat> but we have to say, where did they where did they come from? Who are so the Jaya is a name, a quality. It's a name for the goddess, a goddess. It's uh, uh, uh means victory. It's the name of one of the gatekeepers of Vishnu, but but there there were also Jayas. It's like there's Ganapati, the Lord of the Ganapati, and but there was a, there were also. A whole category of divine being called the Ganapatyas that became one of which, that, that became, Ganapati became foremost among them. So the, there were an ancient category of deities called the Jayas. And there were 12 great gods created by Brahma before creation. When, when Brahma, Brahma's job was to create the world, so what did he do? He created, so out of his mind, he created the Jayas, thinking they would be victorious and start, and they'd start the process of creation. Okay. <clears throat> They were born. They're like Manasaputra, They were born from his mind, soba, from, out of his swabba. Yeah, uh, but they became lost in samadhi, and didn't do anything. Right. They became lost in samadhi, and uh, 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 and neglected their job of creation and propagation as uh, like the. Uh, so then later he creates the in the Bhagavatam. There's, a, there's an interesting list at the beginning where then Brahma creates the the Rudras. And they, they, they try to destroy the world, that didn't work, and eventually he creates the kumaras, the four kumaras, these four. And they also, the four, these four boys, now you now go and create. But the thing is, at, at the beginning of creation, there's only sattva Right? There's no real, of course, Brahma represents Rajaguna, guna, but there's no, there's, there, it's, everything's fresh, so it's sattva And so there's no reason, there's no attraction, there's no stimulation, rajasically, to have children and start a family and start the whole process of creation. Right, so the four kumaras also just go and meditate and they, and they immediately run off they stay they're, they're born of little children they, and they with their tapasya and their purity they stay little children and run off to become yogis so that doesn't work so three four times he creates different things to, to, and he's saying my job is to create what am I going to do so eventually he creates a prajapati we consider the prajapati like daksha and others you know we've told the story of daksha, prajapati daksha already in these talks <coughs> But because these Jayas, these first twelve, they didn't do their job, they were born as humans, they didn't do their job of creation, they were cursed, right? Um, uh, uh, they, they would be re- reborn again and again in every manvantara, for seven manvantaras. So this is how we know how they came, and they're uh, interesting, Ajitas, Tushitas, Satyas, Harish, Vaikuntas, Sadyas, and Adityas, these are the twelve Jayas, their background. <clears throat> Vijaya, what does Vijaya jaya means Victory. V is in, in Sanskrit is used. Sometimes we say it was like specialized or extra, you know. Uh, 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 but it means like it's 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 usually used. I'm not so expert at, at 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 Sanskrit, but as far as I understand, it's used to broaden the scope. So Jaya means victory. Vijaya means greater victory or more victory, You know, it's like broaden the scope. Whatever word it's attached, attached to. Like Chakra used in the Bhagavad Gita says "jñana" and "vijñana." There's knowledge, and what's what's broader knowledge, or truer knowledge, or more intimate knowledge, or sometimes we translate that as realized knowledge. Like Sri Ramakrishna gives the example of like knowing that milk comes from a cow is knowledge. Anybody can learn that and have correct knowledge or incorrect knowledge if you don't know it, right. But to milk a cow, right? That's, or and then to drink the milk and then be sus, be strengthened by the milk. That's called vijñana. That's a special You have a different type of knowledge. So V is used in that, in that sense. Sometimes, in a weird just sort of for the sake of completion, sometimes V is used opposite. Right. Uh, I can't think of just now examples, but there are, I was thinking of examples how V sometimes means the opposite of something. Right? Uh, an example, you can see there's one popular use, like a deshi in, in, in India, somebody who's born in, in the land. That's like an Indian-born Indian. Born, an Indian, born Indian. That makes, you know, the deshi. And a videshi, right? If somebody is usually what, like, work out, like somebody says, oh, there's some videshi sadhu living at the ashram, means a foreigner. Videshi, right? So that's, a, that's so there you can see, actually means a specialized, but it often it, it means not, in that use, you can see how it kind of, and you can usually, you usually know that by its use, despite its use, there's no direct rule. Right? So jaya and vijaya, these these victory and even more victory, in the stories, the most common stories, there, there, there are, are there, uh, the gatekeepers of Lord uh, Vaikunta, the Lord Vishnu's abode. Uh, Vaikunta, <coughs> are the Dwara padakas or the the doorway, di- doorway protectors, and Vaikunta means a palace or place of bliss. That's the highest heaven of Lord Vishnu. Like we think of, like a Brahma's heaven is called Satyaloka, Uh, Shiva's heaven is Kailasham, we use, you know, Devi's heaven is called Devipuram or uh, Manidvipa, there's a couple different, you know, descriptions, you know, some idea of the highest possible heaven and every sect puts their, when when the stacking of the heavens, their God's heaven like I can tell you, this is the absolute truth, you don't need to read anything after this, it's accepted, (laughs) it's proof, the Vedas say Right, uh, uh, uh that, that in the Devi Bhagavatam, it mentions the, the 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 supreme goddess's realm as, I think it's uh, 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 I think it's Manidweep. The, the, the I think that's how it which is described. Right, it's a reference to the Sri yantra right? It says, and it's considered the highest. It's called Manidweep because it's the highest. Mm-hmm. And why is it higher? It's it, because it, there's Satyaloka, there's Gokula, there's It Describes all these. This Kailash, but it it acts as a shadow, an umbrella over all those. You know, this is a way of putting your God literally on top, the highest possible heaven. Right? So Vaikuntha in the Vaishnava conception is the highest possible heaven. But now you know that it might need to be a bit higher, slightly higher than Vaikunta. Uh, and so they were their job is to, is they're the gatekeepers at the door doorway to the palace or doorway uh to the audience hall of Lord Vishnu. We mentioned that um uh these uh The four Kumar the the Lord Brahma's other sons, the four Kumaras, they had tremendous apasya, and they decided, I don't want to grow up, right? You see what happens to grown right? Yeah. As soon as you have grown up, your body changes, your responsibility changes, desires awaken in the mind. They didn't want any, they didn't want anything to do with that, right? So they they stayed in the in the body of children, right? And they wandered around naked as little tr- innocent and pure, like illustrated, completely beyond duality. And but they weren't little children; they're adults, right? Not just adults; they were sages. Not just sages; sages of tremendous tapas, tapasya, power, right? And so they, one day, like every good sage, you want to, you want to enter the abode of bliss and have darshan of the Lord. So they got there, and the (coughs) the Bhagavatam says that seeing these four little naked children, it's like you can't come in, right? There's no place for children. Either, you know you're not dressed properly and there's no place for children, right? But also, also it's not the time Lord Vishnu is sleeping. This is a time, you know, between twelve between one o'clock and four o'clock, all temples are closed, including heaven. Door of heavens closed. <laughs> we we used to have a close a thing here to be able to close we haven't been able to close. Our new design doesn't have a place to close. You see many temples they close the doors. Dakshinishra closes, they do Bogarity, and the doors close. After they give Lord their lunch, Mahir her lunch, then they, they do arati and close the door until four, four thirty tea time. Everybody wakes up, have a cup of tea. Lord wakes up and is willing really to see people again. So he came at that time. So they and they got and he said, "You can't, you can't come in." And they, they were, they had the power of rishis, right? And the nature of children, in a certain sense, and they got very, very angry. <clears throat> and so they, they, um, they cursed these two uh, gatekeepers, giant and Vijay. May you be born as on earth. May you be born as humans, or you be born like in a mortal realm. Remember, you think they've attained heaven. Right. they're they're a heavenly realm. They're they're a residence of heaven. And you usually think once you attain heaven, that's it. Either we don't consider like Vaikuntha, or Kailasha as like a temporary heaven, that mentioned in the scriptures. There's a temporary heaven that you get some good karma. When the good karmas are are are, are um, worked out, then you take birth again. If you go to some temporary hell until your bad karmas are worked out, then again you're born on earth. Not that Vaikuntha is usually not seen that way. You get to Vaikuntha, you're in Vaikuntha. You you, you get to the gates of heaven, you're in heaven. That kind of the idea but they said you have to leave right and be and be born for for seven lives as in and, and, and so this is horrible and but then just then like vishnu realized what's happening something just happened in my in my court right you know it's like these great sages great devotees, right the sons of brahma right uh, pure perfected souls right siddhas right they've just been cursed so he immediately gets up and runs to see them which is interesting that they were denied vision of the Lord, but the Lord ran to see them. That was a significant thing, and he realized what happened. And so, and he, and he said, "Please." And, and so the the, the, the and Vijaya are praying, "Please take, make the curse go away, make the curse go away. We don't want to leave heaven. We want, we're here serving you. We finally attain, however, they attain this position. But Vishnu said, "No, the words, the words of a holy person can't. Will have to bear fruit. You can't take back a curse. Be careful when you curse people." Right, blessings and curses can't be taken back. Right, he says, but they can be mitigated. I shall mitigate it. Right, by the ble- it was permission of the four Kumara's, which also calmed down by that point. Right, uh, uh, they also were willing to mitigate the curse. Even like sometimes, there's many stories of somebody a, cur- a a sage curses somebody, right, and then somebody begs forgiveness, and the person says, okay, I can't take the curse back, but but we'll give it a twist, that it's not so bad, perhaps. But Lord Vishnu, he he gives them. He gives them a choice of having been born seven lives as devotees, which they automatically are devotees of the Lord for seven lives, or three lives as people who hate the Lord. <laughs> That's a very, uh, seven, seven lives as people who love the Lord, or three lives as haters of God. It's a very peculiar <laughs> position. What would you choose? It's like you could be a devotee or a demon here a demon is not a different category of being it means somebody who hates god as a demon in this in this uh dichotomy uh but because they were they had because they had so much love for god the thought of being away from him for seven lives was unbearable so better to be three lives as 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 a demon than than seven lives as a devotee they chose to be born three lives as demons very strange story hmm?
1: Hmm? A devotee, a devotee is, close is close
0: to the Lord, but a de- but but she'll be born as three lives as demons away from the Lord, right? In a certain sense, but a de- but a thing. Is, but your point thing, like, uh, but th- they be- will find out who they become. Maybe you already know who they became. Who these characters became? Uh, uh, they're exactly they're born in three yugas. It's not just like life after life. So it's th- yeah. seven lives could have been. These are divine beings. So seven lives mean seven yugas. So three lives I mean three yugas. Not so. You have to think seven lives is not that bad. big? <laughs> average life seventy to hundred years. It's not so bad. You know, it's not like that. You know, it's a, these are divine beings. They have a divine lifespan. So they were born. Jayanvija accepted that curse. They had to leave Vaikuntha and be born on Earth, right? Their first birth was in Sattva Yuga, as Hiranyakashipu and Hiranyaksha, right? The Hiranyakashipu and Hiranyaksha. These are two great titans of the underworld, of the ancient times. Uh, the main story, Hiranyak, Hiranyaksha. there are two brothers. Hiranyaksha stole the earth and plunged into the underworld, stole it into the, into the causal ocean. Lord Vishnu took the form of the divine boar as Varaha, Varaha thank you, and slayed this There's a different version of the story, but slayed Hiranyakashipu, lifted, lifted the earth back up and put her back in her place. That's the main story. But then, just like the character from... Princess Bride, you killed my brother. prepared to die. You know, uh, Hirani, his brother, Hiranyakashipu. really didn't like Vishnu, mm-hmm. right? You know, and he said, "You killed my brother," and he hated Vishnu, and did everything in his in his in his in his thing to uh, in his power. And he had a lot of power to distru- to fight Vishnu and fight Vishnu. And he performed tremendous austerity to get to get power. And he got a. Spe- Everybody knows the story. He got a special boon, and what was his boon, that he wouldn't be be able to be killed by man or by animal, inside or outside, daytime or nighttime, on the floor or in the sky, by, wep- by weapons or by, by hand, by, not all of them? I, I forget. But, hmm? I think but all these different dualities. And we've given literally probably 100 talks on this story. So I'm not going to re- rehash the story. Uh, but f- we've given 100 talks on the story because we love the story. I love the story. When it's like the best possible story. So much in it. But, uh, but eventually, the Lord fulfills all those requirements and it, it appears in the form of, man, of the man-lion, right? Uh, he uh, is not a shinga, not a shinga uh, um, man and lion, and kills him. So he's neither man nor beast, that's satisfied. He doesn't do it daytime or nighttime, but right at dusk, neither on the floor or in the sky, but on his lap, neither inside nor outside, but in the doorway. Um, neither by weapon or by hand, but by his claws, which are neither weapons. And you know, like that he, he satisfies every requirement, there's a few others I'm forgetting. Right, these are the main ones we you think about. Right, and so showing that there's always a way. Right, and so but this is the main story. He he gets killed. What's interesting, he gets killed in the doorway, and so he, the giant Vijay often come back to this doorway. You know that these Sundyas between things. Right, their deities will come back to this. I, I would, my nose slip a few pages later. These are deities of doorways. These are yes. thres- threshold. Thank you. Threshold. De- threshold. Thre- again, threshold. I once I get it wrong. Threshold deities, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so they're, 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 in, in this story. Show, in every single point. They're at at, at they're at a, a, at the meeting point of things. So in Treta Yuga they're born again. So you can say, oh, in the story he, he liberates Nishingadev N- and Nishingadev, I mean and uh, uh, Hiranyakashipu, and he changes his original form. So does he go? Does he attain liberation? Go to heaven? No, he takes another birth as Ravana, and his brother becomes Ravana's brother, as Kumbhakarna, right? So that's according to some. There's different versions of the story. I'm ten, I'm telling the, the general main the mainline story. So again, so in in Treta Yuga, first he's born. He's killed by Vishnu as Narashinga. right? In Treta Yuga, he's killed by Rama, Vishnu as Rama. Right, he's born as Ravana and 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 um, Kumbhakarna, and in Dwapara Yuga he's born in Shushupala and Danta and they're killed by Krishna. Sometime in the stories, and I think in the, when our talk we gave that version of the story for ease of continuity. sometimes you saying, oh, this is Kamsa and it's Kamsa's brother, um, uh, Kamsa, anyway, Kamsa. Char- Charuna Charuna I think Kamsan Charuna I think Right That's not the main version Of the story But that's Some texts will say, will say Like that But in the classic In the Bhagavatam It mentions like this These are two demons That he, that he Krishna killed and lib- the final liberation And then in, 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 in Kali Yuga against, Again they attain The abode of Vishnu And they're again Right now In case you're wondering It's Kali Yuga so If you go to Va- If you make it to Va- I hope you guys make, I hope you guys Make it to Vaikuntha On the way to Manidweep When you go to Vaikuntha when you go to Vaikuntha, okay, please go. <laughs> when you go to Vaikuntha and you meet the other, uh, you meet, you'll meet Jayan and Vijaya and say, "We heard about you. Samaibhajana told us all about you. You <coughs> had a great story." But it's very interesting to be born as a, as a, as a, as a hater of God, and and in the stories, that's why Kamsa also works because Kamsa, why Kamsa sometimes listed as one of their incarnations instead of um, Shishupala. Because Kamsa is in the beautiful story where he was obsessed with Krishna. He hated and feared him so much that his meditation was unbroken. Same with Hiranyakashipu, complete meditation on Vishnu, right? And Ravana, complete meditation on Rama, right? And so, as lovers of God, we try. We we, we try to. Of course, the one we love, we think about, right? But we don't. Oh, the problem, even no matter if we love a lot, we don't always think about. It. Sometimes there's other things. Other things come in our mind. We have other affections. Other people that we love, other things that we love. We love ourselves also, and that gets in the way. All this, all this type of stuff mixes in. We don't have much mental discipline. But if, if you're really angry and you hate somebody or really angry with somebody, no matter what you do, you can't let it go. You can, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very powerful way of meditation. I don't suggest it. This is not the normal <laughs> method of devotion. right? But, uh, but it's example. They meditated so much, like pretty soon, like Kamsa. Everybody, he was so he 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 uh, uh, by by hatred and by fear was his meditation, right? Every noise, like, is that that, that Krishna trying to kill me? Is that Krishna is going to try to kill me? Is that, Krishna? yes, Krishna's trying to, kill. and and he's so obsessed with it. The thing that 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 we should be that that <laughs> we should be that, that obsessed. We should see everything about that that Krishna is that Krishna is that Kali is that you know? yes. And the an interesting thing, those who want to fight a God, this is an interesting part, because remember his name here, her name, because this these, we're telling the stories about these characters, Jaya and Vijaya, mm-hmm. but these are names not of the character. these are characters of Ma, so her name is victory and supreme, ever victorious, right? And so victory means victory, so if you fight the one whose name is victorious, you're going to lose, right? And I've told the story, one of our very dear devotees didn't come here for a long time, and, and he was going through his own inner world with Ma and he made a statement that why haven't you come he says oh I'm fighting with Ma he has some reason I'm sure his own bhava was that you know and I pointed out so you know all the stories <laughs> has anybody fought with Ma in the, in the body of the time or, or is Krishna like that and won? everyone loses is it better just surrender right that's faster you know because Krishna says however you approach me I respond and he's so if you approach him as a friend he's your best he's the best friend he's supreme right if you approach him or she's supreme if you approach as 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 um uh, as as, uh, uh, mm-hmm. as a lover, the best lover. Mm-hmm. If you post as as a as an enemy, the best enemy. If you want to fight, the best fighter. You know, the, oh, it, she her name is Jaya and Vijaya, right? <coughs> so so I put my notes. Name means victory. She will win. That's that's my, my official note. It's how good. I mean, so, mm-hmm. so uh, here I'm talking just of setting up the the Jaya and Vijaya. Yeah. So, but the names here are not Vijaya, Vijay, uh, here it's Vijaya, Vijaya, Jaya, Vijaya, the feminine, these are Dev and Mom, have a Devi. So just like Jaya and Vijaya have a meaning and their characters in a very famous story as gatekeepers, so in the Shakta tradition they ha- it has a meaning, there are special forms, of the, there are distinct forms of the goddess and they have a, their characters in the Shakta tradition that we have to think about this so jaya is her name that is there's a deity a, a goddess named jaya right it's one of the 64 matrikas um, we worship here we worship her only distinctly it was almost a flower i mean once a year we offer her a flower you know <laughs> during the the third day of durga puja there, there's a thing where you worship the 64 yoginis, matrikas, 64 yoginis, 64 matrikas, the uh, 32 bahuka. There's all these different categories of, of deities. That it's a very elaborate. We're worshiping the yantra that ma, that the god sits on. right? So she's worshipped during that the special form of. Uh, during. If we were to do it more elaborately, you can actually do a five item or ten item worship of each of these deities. But then at Belermont, they do like that. You can see, you can watch it on TV. It is very fast. Lots of deities have to be worshipped. This is one of the one of her um, and she's considered a, one a part of durga's retinue durga comes with all these shaktis so one of her shaktis is Jaya right vijaya is a name for devi uh, uh, given when she destroyed a, a demon called padmasura and she, she killed padmasura she was given the name vijaya means she were completely victorious after this horrible demon and her temple was established in kashmir so there's a famous temple in kashmir of vijaya Right. Vijaya also, just for completion, just to fit all the little details, is a period of time. There's a very auspicious giving and victory granting. There's auspicious and inauspicious periods of time. There's a very victor- uh, auspicious period of time. I'll give you the exact details. It's an exact moment called Vijaya. right? And it's on, uh, It comes on the 10th day of Ashwini of the month. Shukla Paksha, the bright north, when the st- when, just when the stars appear. So that is we call that Vijayadashami, right? We even call it because this is the, the tenth day after during Durga Puja festival. There's a day when Ma is victorious, right? But the exact moment of Vijayadashami is, is just at that moment when just when the sun's going up, just when the first stars appear, mm-hmm. that's the Vijaya hour. So Vijay is also a moment so she is that hour. She's a vic- victorious of that time. Now. In the Vishnu story, Jaya and Vijaya are, are are the attendants or the gatekeepers of the Devi. And in the Devi tradition, they're they're not really gatekeepers in the same in the same way, but they're attendants. So, uh, like in a Vishnu temple, like if you go to the um, the Malibu temple, the Balaji temple, before you get in, you know, before the fur the the, the Bupur, there's a there's a beautiful deity of Vijaya and Vijaya, and people go and get their permission to enter. Vaikuntha, which is now the temple is, is a miniature replica or expansion or, uh, um, uh, of Vaikuntha identical to Vaikuntha <clears throat> but, and so Jai and Vijay can be like that but really, is, they're not really visualized as like doorkeepers in a normal sense they're doorkeepers a little different they, they flank her Right, and so we don't. The thing is, in in popular Hinduism, we don't see this as much. We have the goddess. Usually, we we see the goddess, and you see two devi's next to her. The one we see that the most in in our is Chinnamasta. You see the two the, what are, uh, Dakini and Vaj and uh, Vajrini, varini, right, left and right. The, the two the two there are two attendants, right, and the whole story, you know, and actually there they'll be very significant. But you'll see some old paintings and drawings where the, there'll be the goddess Kali or goddess Jagadatri or Jagadamba, some form of the goddess. And she'll have two other goddesses next to her. These are her attendants. And I first really noticed them. Haley Goswami, who painted a lot of these beautiful paintings around us, he took us to, um, uh, uh, um, to some very old Devi temples in Bengal. And these are temples that like Ram Prasad would have been visited. And these are like before Bengal was before Calcutta was a city, this was all jungle. Even now when they're excavating, they're finding human skulls, maybe from human sacrifice, from I mean, this is like very these are jungle traditions. These are before these were swamp areas at, at these very ancient temples. And um it's not Jagadatri. I think they, I forget they call it Jagadamba or something, like World Mother. And it looks like Durga. It looks like Mahishasura Mardini. It's that pose where she's Kili Mahishasura. But there's no Lakshmi Sadaswati. In, in the popular form, we have Ma Durga killing Mahishasura, and you have um, Lakshmi Sadaswati, and then Ganesha and Kartikeya, right? Her her attendants become Lakshmi Saraswati. her daughters in the story, right? And then Ganesha. But in these temples, it looks like it's just the same form. Ma, Ma Durga, white, uh, yellow, big eyes made of neem wood interesting there's hundreds five six hundred year old deities because their neem neem doesn't get eaten by bugs so they're very ancient deities they don't rot right and um did you see any of those temples it's very, it's very he took uh from Priyadas, i think and myself no. maybe i don't remember but uh, uh but they're they're flanked by two other goddess type characters and that's joy and vijay jaya and vijaya right very interesting that, that that was the first i really like oh that's different oh this is my it stopped me. She said, who are, who are they? Who are, who's is that Lakshmi and Saraswati? No interest, but Lakshmi and Saraswati, they've taken, they've served that function in, in the common story of, of Durga Puja, right? Attendance of the goddess. And so, in the one, the form that has Jai and Vijaya, most popular I mentioned is, is the Chinamas. And so we've given many talks in Chinamas and, and we think about her a lot. and And the most common. And not far-fetched interpretation of the Chinamasa story and the image is the 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 um, uh, Dakini and Vajrini are are interpreted as seen as Ida and Pingala, right? So you have the the, the two channels, the two currents in the body, you know, from tantric yogic perspective, right? Is and then Shima, uh, Chinamasa is the is a primary uh, shishumna. And so we know. And so when she, Ma cuts off her own head, which we'll get to in a little bit, uh, the blood springs from her head and feeds Ida and Pingala, these two, her two attendants, who we've told the story already. But and then she also drinks from the third, the third, the central spout, which is Ida Pingala Shashumna. So Jaya and Vijaya, in goddess symbolism, is not just a door. The normal idea of a doorkeeper of a, between realms, although they serve, she serves that. They serve that function also. It's symbolic of the two attendant deities not not gatekeeper deities attendancy of the devi and the devi being associated with shaktism and tantra and interpreted as 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 kundalini the gifts in the body of kundalini uh, uh, when she the two attendants become ida and pingala the two currents Uh, and therefore the, the 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 doorway is not just between like not by Kunta and by Kunta, or outside the temple and inside the temple we have a doorway, any type of threshold, but the threshold is a different threshold it 's in between Ida and Pingala, between um, thinking and feeling between um, in breath and out breath it's it's a deeper it 's not just entre- between big states they' become very subtle it's it's the, the doorway is finding like if you have you know finding the exact way through you know and, and in yoga we know we believe that it has, it has to be balanced everything has to be balanced so that prana moves usually prana is moving through either ida and pingala right uh, and then but that's fine ida and pingala these are that's called life we have ida and pingala activities and think, uh, thoughts and feelings and actions right but for spiritual life we're told that we have to have, it's, it's a different orientation we have a different level of experience a little subtlety of experience and to find that balance is not easy to balance it out is not easy right so then it's not just like like um what you can see between the 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 doorway becomes ida and pingala right it's between these two you you can bump we what happens we bump into this one we bump into this one we don't we never get never find the door doesn't open at the problem we have two you know so it becomes almost like two pillars you can imagine rather than like a a different spatial interpretation of the doorway Interesting, doorways are very interesting things. Uh, uh, Of course, you know, if we have, in order to get into the temple, in order to get to Ma, you have to pass through like six of them. (laughs) Interesting, like the first, we have the first doorway out, there's a gate out there. And if you notice on the gate, that outer gate, um, uh, we have, you know, there's there's a, there's a, like, we do it simple in order to match the neighborhood. We can't do a big pillared thing, you know those frightening gargoyles and <laughs> like you see people people who our neighbors have gargoyles on their outside of their fence <laughs> these are the to, to protect as uh, protective protection type stuff but we have on both sides we have a what do we have an elephant and and a horse right i think that's right right and so those i'm forgetting just now i didn't think about this but i thought about it, but i didn't write it down the elephant elephant and the horse were, we're i uh how did uh Harid Nat Chaitana, Chaitana, Chaitana Saraswati of the Rajaraj uh, Pitam in New York Rochester, New York, he came and suggested that we put these, because they represent two protective deities in Goddess Tripura Sundari Lalita Tripura Sundari's army mm-hmm. right, I'm forgetting exactly but they're, they're two famous, their symbols are the elephant and the horse, I think mm-hmm. run, one runs Ma's cavalry and one runs her elephant, her Calvary of elephants, it's not Calvary, but an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> group of elephants, I don't know, you know, in the battle like that. And so not to put fierce deities with swords and spikes on the outside. You know, he said, just do that, that could be enough to, 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 uh, to protect. He says, when you put them, no, no unwanted person will be able to step through. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I hope that's the case, that you step through. Uh, the fact that you step through, these two have checked you out, mm-hmm. at least tempor- <laughs> at least for now, and said you're, you can go through. <laughs> then we have the second set of deities, at the second gate into the courtyard. Right. And who do we have there? We also like what do we what do we put there? Our our um uh, Philip who designed our temple or our expansion, he decided he 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 designed these niches. He said, Oh, you can put some 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 important statue there. So he designed it thinking there should be a some sort of threshold deity, not knowing who it would be. So we said we could put Jaya Vijaya, we could the the feminine form of Jaya and Vijaya, we can put another common thing. A lot of Ramakrishna missions will have um in India will have Hanuman and Garuda, right? These are also protective. Both of them are protective deities into into the realm. Um, um, the Chennai Ashram has Ram and Krishna, right? Interesting. Ram and Krishna. Those are the those are the outside deities because because he who is Ram was Rama, Krishna inside has become Ram or something like that. I'm imagining there's why why that is the case. It could also be Ram and Krishna very popular and it's a, a way to present temples for the, the for the for the devotees to worship when they come. I don't know. But we were thinking, but but, but there's a form, Lalita Chupurusundi. It's like Durga has Lakshmi and Saraswati in both sides, mm-hmm. right? Lalita like Tripurasundari also seen, we don't have her here, but uh, Tripurasundari is also usually seen fanned by Lakshmi and Saraswati, yeah. right? So, so that's why we have Lakshmi and Saraswati in their appropriate places, right? And that's a very nice thing to face the outside, that the right. blessings, that these are extremely benign deities, but they're the external side of the deity, right. as knowledge, wisdom, Prosperity, health, happiness, safety, success—these are the, and we want, in a certain sense, the, those blessings of what's what happens in this space to flow out into the neighborhood into the community of that space. And when people see them, that's they're not scary form. These are the very benign forms of the goddess. But you can look at Saraswati and Lakshmi and never see who's in between, right? That's a nature, That's the thing. when, when if ever happens, we think of Lakshmi. We think of. Sadaswati. We want health, happiness, success, fame. Uh, uh, satisfaction, all these Lakshmi Saraswati things, right? And never notice that there's something deeper, something that you could easily, unless you look in between these two pillars and go through it, pass, in a certain sense, pass them, you know, not trying to be disrespectful to Lakshmi and Saraswati. We just, last week, we talked about how she's Lakshmi and how she's Saraswati, right? But uh, uh, we have to go past them. And then again, you get, and then in the courtyard right, we have we have um, uh, Ganesha staring, so you can't keep looking at the door. We also told Aya told us to put Ganesha there. <laughs> and then you come to the second the third door that also has Ganesha, right, uh, uh, at, at the entrance. And you walk through and there's a bell. Right. So the bell also is, is a is a marker between the inside and the outside. You know, if you go into a Catholic church there's always a little water. So as you as you enter that crosshold, you, you bless yourself. There's believe there's a little danger there. There I was told when I was twelve years old. Right, I wasn't that Catholic. You know, we, we didn't go to church that regularly. My sister, in previous generations, all went to Catholic so my another. With me, was like it, okay, done. <laughs> like I was never, I was never, I was never pushed through the system, so I didn't fully know. But I remember a neighbor took me. Oh, let's go to church, and she, she was a very, very Catholic Italian neighbors, very wonderful. And she told me, and I said, Why are we doing? It? She said, Oh, because the devil doesn't want you to go to church, and he'll attack you, right. It's interesting. it's like that's a very strange thing to tell a little kid you know like <laughs> i like already overwhelmed by the whole thing you know right but still there there's not there's not not true there's something to it that there's that transition between the regular excited world and the divine consecrated space of the temple it's a dangerous place and 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 you know, like we actually feed we take food for shot and we go to the outside of the outside of the fence and feed spirits and demonic energy so that they, that they stay away from... They, they're satisfied. They don't bother. They don't come into the space. We take prasadam every day. the inner secrets of Kalimandir worship. Mm-hmm. We take prasadam every day, most days. And we feed the protective deities, the ten um, devatas. We feed them in the, in, in, um, in the Shiva corner. We give it to Shiva. Shiva gives it to the rest of them. And we feed him on the inside of the fence. We put something like that. Then we go on the outside of the fence, in the southwest corner and feed the spirits and and uh, the disruptive spirits right that that side is uh, where they that's by ang- we do that on the outside of the fence we feed them but we don't let them come we don't we don't if we don't feed them outside they may come inside right <laughs> that type of thing we keep them outside so this is actually very if you've seen i remember going to some mukambika temple. i remember there then they take the deity they take the deity out and the parikram of the temple there three four times a day. The first, the the, the priests go. You, everybody follow. The first, the priests come. Take a big thing of rice, hot rice that was offered to the Devi. And they come and they put there's there's little little um little asanas, little uh, stone asanas at the eight corners, right? And they go and they put rice there and they're feeding all the all the directional deities. Like then the crows come and eat it. And then after doing that only, then they bring Ma out. And they carry her out, and then they put her on a boat, and they carry on a palanquin on a cart. They have all this very direct, wonderful way that they take her. But first, they go around and feed, feed all the. They, some of the prashad gets given in all the corners of the of of the of the, uh, of, the uh, of the temple. So 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 when you enter, so we have the bell to create that sound. We have holy water. We have these holy things for the transitional place. Of course, uh, holy mother is there. Uh, and you cross underneath picture of Krishna. You have to go past Madhuriga's yantra. These are all protective things. These are all significant things, right? Uh, because this transition between worlds, magic, as uh, Baba Rampuri always says, magic happens where worlds meet, right? But danger happens where worlds meet. You look any Sunday. You look at, you know, go to the street corner, and you've got to cross the street. These are two worlds meeting, right? You have to be careful. You have to bring extra attention when you cross this. When you enter a corner. When you go through, when you enter between worlds, right? And there's powerful things, that, you know, like hospitals or such places, right? Uh, graveyards or such places, airports or such places. You see, there is like these where worlds meet. Uh, there's some special buzz, some special quality. And a temple is a where worlds meet. In a temple, the three worlds meet here. In the temple, that's the the science of of temple worship is to make the three worlds touch in one place, right? Uh, that usually these are they don't quite. Match. We get them. Get, we have to find the exact place where to come. That's the place of the deity, right? But to enter that space is important. So, so some a few little details that we try to remember and we sometimes forget about the threshold. It's not good to step onto a threshold. On on the threshold, the Dakshina They always tell you when you if you ever get allowed to come into Ma's inner shrine of the temple, the first and the priests don't touch it. Step over. You always step over. People touch it, but not, but not with their feet. You step over that. So it's not a good habit to step on. On a doorway because there's deities in the doorway right there's all kinds of deities on both sides <laughs> you know the good deities you don't want you know the 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 protect the, the divine deities you don't want to be respectful, and the deities of that world of the other world you don't want to piss off because, because they're, they're not they're not maybe not beneficial right so you have to be careful also the thing is not to um talk to somebody through a doorway or give somebody a gift through a doorway right and so we do this sometime out of. Have you know, we're, you know when the doors are open we're distributing prasad and like that. Better you step, either the step out to give somebody something or have them step in to give something. Not through it. the doorway is a special, special space. Anyways, uh, uh, <coughs> that's the door. But so but Ida and pingala are another type of doorway. They're very narrow door we can easily miss right to go through that. I'm remembering just before our even the tea that I'm about to drink that I forgot to drink. The, um, uh, uh, so the goddess has attendants that represent Ivan Pingala and her her protective attendants her caretakers her doorkeepers all that how you think Jaya and so whenever she comes she comes with her attendants right so we don't always see but she, their attendants are there uh, um, so there's a story where some several times people saw holy mother she shot at a navy as as a form, different forms of the goddess. The most common, or one of the common forms that people saw her, is Jagadatri. And Bengal Jagadatri is an important deity. We've, she's one of the names we also came fairly recently. We talked this name Jagadatri. We gave a talk on Jagadatri as the one who sustains the universe. But she has a unique form. She's usually seen with four arms. Sometimes with eight arms. Uh, she kills an elephant. She rides a lion. There's different things. Certain iconographic qualities. And several times people were serving Holy Mother and saw her as Jagadattari. Or sometimes there is a story of one of her cooks, I think, a very eccentric Brahmin cook. And, and they were on a, on a voyage, like from Calcutta to Jarmuthi or the other way around. They stopped for a picnic and, he, and she, took her, she took her aside and she like, Ma, you have to show me who you are. I'm your mother. No, no, that's not good enough. I know you're my mother. Everybody says you're my mother. You know, that's, every old woman is my mother. That's Indian culture. Who are you directly? He says, are, are, you, are you the goddess? Yes, I'm the goddess. No, I don't believe you. You have to how people say such things, but just saying it doesn't make it so. And so, story goes right there in front of everybody. Only he saw it though, like she showed herself as Jagadatriya, the golden, multi-armed deity. So went with her lion, the whole, the whole thing, right? And then, she, and of course, he became very accent very um, agitated, excited by this. She calmed him down and said, "Don't tell anybody until after I die." So, so the story we know because eventually she died and she told. The story I think she told Sami Sharananda and others about this story. But in it, she says, it, the, the cook, if I remember the story properly, which I may not, he asks, if you're that mean I saw you as Jagadatri, you're the goddess of the universe in human form. He says, Yes. Unusual to get these type of direct answers from her from her from Holy Mother. She hid her divinity. Right? He Then who is Jayan Vijaya? Right? Whenever Durga comes, Durga comes with Jayan Vijaya. When Devi comes, comes with Jayan Durga. And she said, Golap and, and, and um, uh, Yogan. These are two female disciples of Sri Ramakrishna. Um, um, Sri Ramakrishna had many famous female disciples, but the, probably the most, kind the most famous, but they're the ones that, that they play, they, they're important in his, in his Lila during his time teaching Dakshinish, where their story there. But they also became the attendants of Holy Mother. Okay. And uh, very different personalities. Some of them very difficult. Giant V J these are protective leaders and not meant to be nice. Protection means protection. You know, they're not you know a copy you, you put if you put a, a guard at the door, it can't be you should be a little bit rough. Right, you know, like like don't let any people in unless, you know. There has to be so there were they were um um Highly developed personalities is something people say sometimes. they didn't do they're highly developed personalities, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And, and their stories and their personality become complicated when you read when you read uh, the story of Holy Mother and like lives like that. But who were they were her t- constant attendants, right? To, t- to t- took care of her. They were always with her, right? So maybe it was like oh, my jaya and vijaya are are um are a Ma and Yogen Ma. Or maybe they really, I'm Jagadatri and they literally are Jaya and Vijaya. Who can, who can sell? Who can sell Whether they're, they're my Jaya and Vijaya, they're like my protectors, right? You know, they're my attendants, or literally they're Jayag Vijaya in the real sense, that like we can only guess. So where are we? These names? Jaya Vijaya. Then the next name is Nad, Nadi Sindhu. Let me find my notes here. These will relate them shortly. So, the translation by the, that I was reading when I was just just to catch the Devanagari it said Nadi Sindhu means rivers and oceans, right? And so that's that's a good place to start. That that's a common thing of Ma is rivers, and Ma is oceans. That's okay, right? That you could say Ma is and and we've already mentioned many rivers that she is, right? She we, she's a Saraswati River, she's Ganga. Right, so so we've Yamuna, I think I'm I'm not sure if we got to Yamuna or not, but uh, but she's she is the rivers and we talked about how the rivers are formed the Devi and the places along the river from the Devi, like that. So Nadi uh, uh 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 how do I say um but the thing is Nadi it is N short A D long I Nadi, right? The word for river, because in, in Sanskrit, long A and short A, sometimes are the same word. It's just a slight adjustment to the meaning. I don't know enough to to, to speak with full authority, right? But Nadi, long A, means river, right? And short Nadi means vein, nerve, current, right? Like the nuddies, like the veins that we consider Nadi's, not Nadi's. But they're related because they also flow like a river flows. So you can see they're related words. Right, so maybe they're maybe they're so related they can be used almost interchangeably. That might be the case. I don't know. Right, but I was thinking about this because let's look at it as if they're related but not identical. You know, so and see what meaning we can get from it. Right, Sindhu, Sindhu means river, means ocean. So it means so that combination of river and ocean. If Nadi, if Nadi really means Nadi, so it means river and ocean. The so she who is river is she who is in the river. Or she who is like a river, or she who is Pacific rivers, and Sindhu, she who is the ocean, she who is oceanic, she who uh, uh, is in the ocean. And, and all these things we could, we could defend or describe different forms and qualities of the goddess that are exactly those type of things. But, but I remember one of the, ways, the way we interpret, if we're trying to give some meaningful interpretation of these, of these names, is how they appear in the clusters, why they appear next to uh, Jaya, Vijaya, this cluster of names, right? So that's, that's how I've been thinking right. So si- if you take Nadi as Nadi, if you take it for not what it is, but what we hope it was, uh, um, Nadi Sindhu could mean a, r- a river reaching the ocean. Or, or the and Remember, these are about m- meeting points, right. Of, uh, so maybe it is literally where the river meets the ocean. Mm-hmm. That's a very special. That's we'll go back to. That. I believe that's one of the main meanings here. Mm-hmm. But let's take another thing. If Nadi means river, Sindhu is also the name of a river. It means ocean, but the it's, it's, Sindhu is a very important river in Indian history. And, and related earlier, we mentioned Saraswati. And Saraswati is, of course, a goddess of learning, but she's also a river. We talked a lot about the ancient Saraswati River. And we also mentioned that in very ancient times, right? Uh, the Vedic culture seems to have been um, uh, on the banks of the, of the Saraswati River and the Indus River. The Indus river is the Sindhu river that's how it's known right the same river to use interchangeably now I think mostly its used as Sindhu I think I think that's how it's been used. It runs now it runs to pakistan it's, it's the big river the longest river in Pakistan right Sath-Swati disappeared we know by by whatever the cause of the sodaswati disappearing. we haven't discussed it and the the Sindhu or the indu the indu or the Sindhu river uh still is still flowing. but that shift then the, the the it seems if we can this is almost prehistory so it's hard to you can only um from the evidence trying to interpret evidence scholars and historians and anthropologists trying to interpret evidence they think that that the a lot of the culture migrated to the Ganga Yamuna. we mentioned this last last couple weeks uh, migrated to the ganga yamuna plateau and now we can we think of usually we think of hinduism as it is now based upon the Ganga and yamuna but if you go back to the you know Harappa type civilization, these were on the bank of the Sar- Saraswati and the and the, the Indu River. So if it's already mentioned Ganga and Saraswati, maybe this is a way of saying and the river. She's also the river Sindhu, this ancient river that was so central to the Vedic the Vedic period, and still the life flow of 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 of, the, of, the, of Pakistan now. It flows even and Sindhu is also the name of a, of a Sind, Sindu is the name of the place the people and the places like the state i think it may maybe be the name of state uh, i'm not sure exactly i think it's still a name of a state in pakistan and a, hmm? and, a and a language yeah you can see so it's maybe it's it's that maybe she is that river and the culture and language and people that that mm-hmm. come from that world That could that i think it's a um, legitimate way of uh, pulling it from it But, as we mentioned, Nadi means river, Nadi doesn't mean river, Nadi means vein, right, or tube, or pipe, or nerve, or blood vessel, pulse, these type of, the type of meaning, right, Nadi. So Nadi Sindhu, that's a different thing. Then it's like a, the vein river, Narmada, I mean river, of course, a, a river is like a vein running through a country. It's, it's bringing life, blood into a country, so that, it's, it could still do it, right. Right, and so if we take Nadi, na, uh, uh, Nadi, Nadi, Nadi as Nadi Sundu, as this okay, back to our our Jaya Vijaya being where things meet, or ida and Pingala in between, Nadi Sundu could be where where the river and the ocean meet, and so Nadi Sundu that could be where any major places like Ganga Sagar and things like that where the river meets Ganga meets Sagar, the ocean, right. But because it's it's associated with nadi, uh, nadi instead of Nadi, and because it's right after Jaya and Vijaya, i my meditation on this is that it has it refers to Shishumna. Right? Mm-hmm. Like you have the you have Nadi uh, Jaya and Vijaya, Ida and Pingala, right? Uh, the doorway deities in between as you go through. Um uh, and the central Nadi reaching to the to the ocean. And so this is this could be and I think it's justified to think if it's not, if it's a neat thing to talk about it may not be at all what these verses mean I I realize nothing I'm saying could be at all what the verses mean right? but we're using the verses to describe all kinds of cool tantric shakta things So, an opportunity to talk about uh, uh, these cool things so in which case the uh, nadi is the shushumna and sindhu the ocean is a thousand, pedal or the con- the larger expanding. Then when a river reaches the ocean, what happens to it? It expands. It becomes deep. It becomes it merges exactly. All these it identify. It loses its identity and become. You know all these different ways you can think of it. Right. That that that's what happens to rivers when they meet the ocean. That could be what happens when prana and, and shakti comes through the Shushum, and our consciousness goes to shashumna. Like this, right? Could be, and so that becomes ulti- the ultimate sun the sandhya place, the ultimate meeting place, mm-hmm. not only between Ida and Pingala, but between uh, Shushumna and Sada, the mm-hmm. thousand. So the next name, name two thirty one, mm-hmm. Sarvamayi, right? So I think this also to us. Like, Sarvamayi means the one who is everything, or everywhere. Or, or 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 yeah. Full of everything. I don't know, ever full. You know all these different different ways you can pull it, right? Um. Uh, so I think this the experience of Sarva Mai, right? She has she who is everything and everywhere and everyone. Uh, all Sarva means all, all encompassing, all together like this, right? Uh, Sarva or the most, you know the the highest, you know the most of everything, the highest. Uh, Usually all is a bit I think the Submirabolo, uh, everybody together, everyone chants. She is she is every she is everyone, or everyone is in her, she is in every all, all these type of meaning. We're just guessing, So whatever however you interpret it, it's a nice idea. We can think it and understand, oh God is ever Ma has become everything, or Ma is everything, or everything is in Ma. Just like uh, or we all Merge and Ma, we can think of all these different things, but these are these are nice ideas, very beautiful, uplifting inspiring ideas but the the realization of these ideas, the experience of these ideas that happens at a stage of sadhana, right either a peak experience or a final experience i mean, a peak experience or the peak experience however you, however it works right right uh so Taking Ida and Pingala and taking Nadi Nadi Sindhu as uh, Shishumna into SahashrSara, Sarvamayi is experience. Equivalently, when we think of that experience—psychological, or philosophical, or religious, personal experience—when we think of it using the language of the chakras and the and the, the, the map that we use of the of the of the of the Ida Pingala and Shushumna, the Nadi, and like that. Um, then it, it's experience in ada it's experience it's an experience of nadi nadi sindhu when when the when the soul merges or when the energy goes into the into the, in the this is the experience one gets as described by many saints Sri Krishna described when when um uh, when um Actually, I I wrote it down and then I lost my note. This page got lost, unfortunately. And then I ran out of time. I, uh, Sri Ramakrishna's statement When Kundalini, when the jivam, he describes what, what 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 experiences in each of these states, and in the in the Sassastara, when experiences that there's only one reality, one that uh, 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 like the ocean of consciousness. These type of statements, the ocean of we use that the type of possible type of experience. Right. Then there's. The equivalent, there's verses in all, all such an experience, whether it's described as oceanic or non-dual or singular, there's different ways, cosmic or cosmic, sometimes we describe, both can be described. But however, it's, uh, this verse describes more of the cosmical, feeling the one ever expanding everything. The next, or two lines, two names later, it's going to be the one that's like nothing, right so it can be the all cosmic where you're you know so both of them can be experienced right but they're described in all kinds of that that may be the goal we would think of many philosophical theological yogic schools of, within hinduism right that such a realization is the goal when that realization is conceptualized using the language of ida pingala Shashumna then its experience we describe that as a, a sahasrara experience uh, there is sarvam iti, what is it, vasudeva sarvam iti. This is from uh, Bhagavad Gita 7.19. Um, this is considered, you know, there's like core verses. This is like considered, this one line within a larger verse is considered like the supreme um, statement, a realization possible in the Bhagavad Gita by some. Right. Uh, 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 it's a bahunam jamanam mantej uh, this is after many births, right? This is a result after many births, many much struggle, much failure and success, right? One attains Krishna is saying this experience, right? That vasudeva, vasudeva means Krishna saying me, right? Or Vasudeva God, right? The all and we describe Vasudeva many times, the all-pervading, universal consciousness, Vasudeva, right? Uh, uh, vasudevam, sarvam same word, all itti that there's, there's only Vasudeva, so that statement actually the conclusion is everything is only Vasudeva, like all pervading of it, that all-pervading consciousness, known who incarnated as the son of Vasudeva, Vasudeva as Krishna, right? He incarnated as Krishna. He is the uh, the supreme uh, uh, reality, but everything we see is only him. There's there's nowhere that he is not. Everything is contained in him. He is everything, right? That's ultimately the meaning of the. Uh, the be bold many people consider this to be a very uh, the, the the super underlined verse of the Bhagavad Gita right he says because Krishna said after many bursts of struggle this is what you will realize this is what my devotee realizes right. he says such a person mahatma that person who realizes this is described as mahatma right a great soul is one who knows that vishnu vasudeva the all pervading lord is all there is so Vasudeva Sarvam Iti, it's a very famous, many people, if you don't, people know like a few simple lines of Gita, that's one of them, Vasudeva, oh yes, Vasudeva Iti, right. In the, as in our many, many, many talks on the Chandi, uh, the, the peak of the Chandi, perhaps, it's, it's, a, it's a peak moment in the Chandi of Ma's revelation during the battle between Shumba and Nishumba, when Shum, uh, Shumba is now arguing that, because Ma is there with all these different divine forms fighting. Narashingi and Brahmi and Indrani and kali and and Ambika and all these different divine forms and winning and so Shumba challenges that you you're not you're not playing fair you're 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 fighting with all these other shaktis right and and I'm Allah of course he had he came with ten thousand armies right so <laughs> shows you his, his 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 ideas were a little bit weird uh, filtered through his situation personal situation um and and so she gives. The we can cons- it's considered the Mahavakya of uh, if the ma- if there's a Mahavakya in the Bhagavad Gita, I would say it's Sarvam Iti Vasudeva Sarvam Iti. The Mahavakya of the Chandi is Ekavyaham Ekavyaham Jagatya uh, Tra Dhritiya Ka Mama Para Ekavyaham Ekavyaham. Jag- there's only me, right? That That's that's the main actually. This I would say there's only me, right? Uh, jagat uh, in this world in this move in this whole universe there's only me okay. right so so that's how of course she, and then she shows it she, and she all, all the different devis that are fighting she absorbs into herself but it's not just all it's not all, there's only me being all these fighting devis and and they're all just me no in this whole universe not just on the battlefield is only me in the entire it's a jagat In every moving vibrating corner of the universe jagat uh, uh, there's only me. Dritya ka mama para. Where is there another than me, the supreme, right? There, para, there's no. Where is there another? Where is there a second? Of course, we see sec. We don't just see seconds. We see trillions, right? Seconds and third and fourths and fifths and we keep and we see an unlimited variety. And of course, we can say, oh, that one school of thought in certain forms of Vedanta says, well, that variety doesn't exist, right? That's an acceptable response. There's only one, yet we see many, so the many must not be true, right? That's one view. The, the Shakta tradition usually presents it a little differently, is that, yes, there's many, and they're only her. She's become all these things, right? She is all these things, right? Um, and all the things we see are changing name and form. She is all the things that are changing name and form, and she's the unchanging. The classic beautiful example, back to the ocean example, of waves in the ocean wave the the ocean the waves come and go but they're only made of ocean right but the ocean doesn't come and go the ocean is still but part of it that seems to be coming and going we call waves and we so that's one way of thinking of of the vibrating seemingly multi and not just seemingly actually multi um, populated universe of multigated variegated universe right of name names and forms right uh and not losing the fact that it's only one that i'm the only one doing this right but so that's the truth of the chandi that's the ultimate statement of the chandi there's equivalent statements in every great text um we can go through the mahavakya of the ramayana the mahavakya of of the Devi Bhagavatam. i was trying to remember it and i couldn't I, I literally unfortunately i wrote it scribbled it down on a, on a, on a post-it note this is my normal note my scriptural scholarly, scholarly note-taking it's on my desk somewhere under the pile of other little notes but that's <laughs> a very good. It makes this statement. Ma in the Devi Bhavatam tells the Brahma at the beginning of creation, "There is only me." Basically, in a different language, and is and using the and then the the, the great Mahavakya of the Upanishads, we know, "There's only, there's only Brahman. We ourselves are Brahman. You are that Brahman." It's like it makes this type of statements. Right? but that's experienced such a truth. We believe it to be true. We hope it to be true. We can argue that it's true. We can you know, like that, but we can experience it as true, right? In the heights of meditation or the depths of meditation, um, in, in 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 moments of extreme intuitive knowledge, direct experience. Hopefully, that's the sages tell us, the scriptures tell us that these things are experientiable and knowable, not just understandable in a general way, but actually deeply known, vigyan compared to jnana. But that experience, we would call that in the yogic tradition that experience comes at Sahas- Sahasthasada in the thousand where the Nadi meets the Sindhu right? mm. I am the only one in the universe who else is there besides me or Vasudeva Sarvam, that Vasudeva alone exists everywhere these types of statements can be found so the next name where are we? Mm -hmm. I should have repeated my notes. i have to scroll up. Still learning this new program. nari sindhu sarva tara sunya nivashini So now, Tāra. So, of course, we love Matāra. And actually, we mentioned last week a lot about Tāra. Because we talked about, there's nila Saraswati, which we mentioned as a form of Tāra. Matangi, which is related to Tāra and Saraswati. We mentioned those type of things. Right. But Tara, as a specific Tara, has you know, she could, could mean oh, she is the goddess that's known as Tara, right? That 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 Kali is that goddess. She's showing that she's one of the one of the forms of the Mahadevi, right? Or Tara could be her qualities. She is the qualities of Tara. that that we worship as a separate deity. So Tara is derived from the Sanskrit word tri, or tri, which means to cross. Crossing over is tri, right? And so part of crossing over Yeah, something that crosses from one place. So again you can see its relation to doorways and thresholds and you know that it becomes that crossing over point. She is the one who crosses helps us cross over. And there's another secondary meaning that's derived from the same idea. When you're when you're suffering and if, if on this side of the crossing point is birth, death Old age, disease, and rebirth of an indeterminate nature—the world of samsara. Crossing over is the opposite; is freedom from that, right? So the crossing over becomes saving, or we, in 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 religious language, it's liberating or saving, right? So she becomes not the crossing over, but she Tada means the savior, the savior or savioress, right? Um, um uh, 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 the one who liberates, the one who saves us, the one who takes us across Tada. Tara, Right. And she's also it, it been absorbed into the Dash Mahavidya tradition. Kali, she's a second. Kali, Tara, Shodashibanishri in the Dash Mahavidyas Sorry, I'm pointing with my left hand. Um, it's okay, she's a smash, she's a left handed deity. It's in our bylaws, we're not allowed to do such things. I have to do it with my right hand. <laughs> and you can see her form is very similar to Kali. Right and and we'll mention that a little bit in a little bit. Actually, we'll mention it's interesting why she's similar to Kali. So there's all kinds of I mean if you you could look online, click around, all kinds of fun stories out there of Malata. But one of the one I like because we've told the story from different pers- perspectives already. Where remember I mean, we talked that, that Sita is one of Ma's We mentioned we talked about it maybe three four weeks or maybe a month ago or something, right? And I told the story how Sita literally. We talked about Sita's back, you know, what she means as a as a fertility goddess before her inclusion in Ramayana, and connected to the story of Rama, like as an independent goddess, and then the story of Rama. But then, literally, she's Kali in the Abhuta Ramayana. I mentioned that the very the, a fully shocked, uh, amazing abhut, abhut means amazing, strange, amazing, and spiritual <laughs> Abhut Ramayana. Uh, she takes on. Ram couldn't kill Ravana right now our Ravana has ten heads. We've been told the story. That Ravana at that time had ten thousand heads. And Ram, she waited for the year because, as per the story, you have to come and save me. You know, he came, tried to save her, and couldn't kill him. Right, Ram, Robin was very powerful. Because so also, who's Ravana? He's who's Ravana? He's well, he's Vijaya or Jaya. Or one of these two gatekeepers, right? So these are he's a. a and he considered the highest devotee, he got the, the highest devotee of Shiva, an incarnation of a gatekeeper of Vishnu and the greatest definite devotee of Shiva right? Somebody of exclusive quality, Rama couldn't kill him easily. Right? And so Sita said, fine, I'll do it. And she took on the form of Kali. Right. So in that story, which of course as Shakta's, we like this, you know, we know it suits our 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 theology. Right. Uh uh. So she took the form of Kali and slew the demon Ravana, right? So then Brahma, and that's in, in the Adbhuta Ramayana, Brahma and the other devas began to praise her. Beautiful hymns, right? And, she, and, then, she, and then she calmed down because she was imagined, if she has to take on a Kali, a very fierce form of Kali, right? In order to kill a thousand-headed Ravana, it was a very fierce form. I mean, she had more than a thousand. She had at least a thousand heads, right? There, like, you know, and, and, and equally, however you approach me, I respond. You approach as Rob ten thousand-headed Ravana, you're gonna get a ten thousand-headed Kali in response, right? And so, when the gods prayed to her, she began to calm down, right? And then she 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 assumed a calmer form as Tara, in this story, right? So Kali then became Tara, a step down, right? You can see Kali is black. Tara is blue. She's less, less you know the, the, the color everything is becoming a little bit subdued, you know, a little toned down, temperature lowered bit by bit, right? Right. So, holding her sword in her right hand, because also Kali is Degambari, we mentioned she is naked, and wild, her hair is wild, her her body is naked she's was weapon you know it's a very fierce form as she calms down she be, she begins to adjust her form right so uh brahma gives her a tiger skin to cover herself and so i'm not sure this one yeah she's i think wearing a tiger sometimes you'll see sometimes her wearing a tiger skin right so she's not naked like kali she's, she's 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 she has a loincloth or a skirt of a tiger skin given by brahma right she removed uh, um uh so she she um, she took her, her wild hair and tied it up because now remember we talked in the past we've talked about um, disheveled hair goddesses compared to bound hair goddesses a way of controlling her energy so she and she tied it with um, um was the was a an ancient snake you know a snake an ancient serpent of the ancient uh, uh, named um, Ashokbya, uh which is one of the divine serpents of the ancient world in in the ancient texts. She tied her hair with, with a snake like that. Her jatta, she had it into one single matted lock on top of her head. Right? And then Rudra, Lord Vishnu, the fierce one, Rudra, lay down in front of her right, uh, on the floor right, um, uh, and requested a boon. This is interesting. Because in the Kali, we've told them why Kali stands on Shiva. We gave all kinds of reasons. This is one that we didn't give. Right? <laughs> Seeing this, you have to think imagine this moment. Maha Kali, ten thousand heads, right? Taking a divine form. Now even Vish, now Shiva this is a shakta, This is a highly Shakta text, right? So Shiva realizing she is a supreme Brahman, right? This is a it's full Shakta text, right? I want Brahman How do I, so he prays? I late. I lay down in front of you. You please teach me the, the, the truth of Brahma Give me the knowledge of Brahman, right? And so, what was her response? She put her foot on her on his chest, right. So this is not so interesting. He lays down surrender. You tell me the knowledge of Brahman, and she touches his chest with her foot. Of course, this is very deep, but also so devotional. We imagine Ma, we meditate on Ma's feet, and we meditate on, on Ma's feet in our heart. So he placed, her, she placed, her, installed her feet in Ma in Shiva's heart, and thus giving him Brahman. It's a very beautiful, uh, 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 right, and then as thanks then shiva gave her some gifts right is dakshina what's your dakshina somebody your Brahm again, you brahma gan you got to give some dakshina right so the dakshina she gives is um is a a a, a a a blue lotus and a skull cup and so if you see pictures of pada very often she's seen with a lotus and a skull cup these are these are common uh, um, things sometimes she's seen as it's so similar to to um um uh, there's another st- interesting another story. There is a, um, um, how do I say, there's a, in the Vaishnava tradition, we have this demon called Hayagriva, who steals the Vedas, and then Vishnu takes on a form just like Hayagriva, because he has a boon that you're going to be killed by someone with the same name and form. Hayagriva had a horse head and a human body, right? And so Vishnu takes on a form with a horse head and a human body and kills, and also becomes known as Hayagriva, the very important tantric deity but in the De- in the Devi Bhagavatam the Devi tradition Hayagriva is a different demon and Devi herself kills him and in a certain sense it's it, this is a, a transition from the as the development of the Devi lore and the Devi Bhagavatam a lot of these ancient stories got retold from a De- from a shakta perspective right and so in that form um he this high this demon Hayagriva who stole the Vedas was creating havoc everywhere right and so the devas approached him and she uh, and uh, um uh, they approached Brahma. Brahma told them to go to Kali. Kali created another goddess, Tara, right from her third eye, just like in the, in the Chandi, from Durga comes Kali, the similar type of thing. Here, from Kali comes Tara. You go and kill Hayagriva, like this, right? Uh, and soon better she killed Hayagriva. But they they're so similar. Kali and Tara are such similar similar uh, iconography. One's black, one's blue, they both hold sore. little some little differences are there. Often you'll see Tata as pregnant, as one of the iconographical different. Right? She's seen as younger than Kali. Right, it's interesting. And because Kali remember here Tata comes from Kali. So Kali is younger than Kali. Then tata, tata is younger than Kali. That's one of the ways I say okay? so sometimes we don't quite do it here, but a lot of paintings you'll see Kali, and then you'll see Shiva. I don't think like we like Shiva as the ascetic, very handsome ascetic, but something like that. But uh, but often in Bengali paintings, Shiva with Kali will will have a very big belly, and the reason he has a very big belly, he's a married man, and he gets fed very nicely, right? And and I know so many of my friends that were really thin in college when they were starving in college, right? And then they got married and had some, and they began to have enough food, enough beer. Their stomach began to come out. <laughs> you know, you, you get a, you get You get it's a sign of, of a of a happy domestic life, right? Okay. So, uh, but Tata is younger, and so usually the Shiva under Tata is thin, in, in Bengali paintings like this, right? Mm-hmm. Tata is often seen pregnant, and, 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 and with Shiva the thinner. These are little different. Sometimes you're looking at paintings that Kali Sometimes the iconography is identical, but you see which one's calling, which one's Tata. You have to. These are some ways you can tell how Shiva. She a little fatter than the normal Kali's you have to see uh, um, um, like this. Right. Other form, uh, anyway, there there's many cool things about Kali, about Tata. It is interesting, so Tata, I mentioned Tata, the goddess Tata is a distinct goddess that came from, you know, as we're describing, but Tata means savior or saving. And so Tata in Tantra is also associated with sound, and, but not this, it's saving sound. And saving sound, manas trayate iti, uh, uh, what is it, that mantra, uh, may, may I gotta write, that which is repeated, when repeated, saves the mind, right, is called mantra. Uses tra- trayate, this trayate comes from a similar type, that which crosses, takes you across the mind, liberates the mind, when repeated, and thought about, that's called japa. So mantra or japa, is the things thought, the, the things said, the word repeated, expressed, that liberates the mind. Right, So sometimes, like Omkara is called the Taraka mantra, or Rama is called the Taraka mantra. It says that in that uh, Japata, Kashi Mahata Japata, Tapa, there's one that uh, um, Prem, um, famous Rambhajan, it says in Kashi, Lord, Vish, Lord Shiva is always chanting the Ramnam. Right? He's joined the Taraka J- Japa. And so the belief is, and Sri Ramakrishna saw this, he saw when he, when he went, we told this story already and we talked about Kashi. She, at the Manukanaka god, he saw that the souls, that Ma Tara was coming with scissors. Sometimes she holds a knife, sometimes she holds scissors. Another iconographical detail. And she was cutting, she was liberating people. She's Tara, she's cu- cutting, freeing people of their karmas. right? And then Shiva was coming and whispering Taraka mantra, the liberating mantra. Now, it could just be whatever mantra we get is the liberating mantra. But in tradition, liberating mantra is either Omkara or Rama. Rama is a liberating month, and that's as per the tradition of, of like that. He's giving Ramnam some mantra to liberate, and the souls are he's seeing the souls be liberated. Do you think this dying in Kashi how that liberate you You have to you have karmas, right? You know, your car, unless you are free of desire and free of karma, you'll be reborn. That's what the scripture says, right? But if Ma Kali is cutting off your karmas, and and Shiva himself is initiating to a mantra that that liberates you, then maybe it's possible dying in Kashi and being cremated, Manikarnika Ghat, to become liberated. Right, uh, uh, so that's an interesting that she is that liberating sound, the, the, and also related again to going beyond, you know, the Ida Pingala Shushumna Sindhu as we were discussing earlier. Of course, the famous temple the of, of, of uh, most famous temple in Bengal is called Tadapit right in village Bengal. Um, and that's supposed to be, some say it's a Shaktipitam, some say it's a Siddha Pitam. Siddha because it's a place where Bama Kepa attained perfection and many saints before him attained perfection. A, a Shaktipitam has to be a place where the, the de, part of the Devi fell. And there's a different stories. Some say it's not a Shaktipitam, others say it is a Shaktipitam where Ma third eye fell. And I think that's also significant in our interpretation of Ida, Pingala, Shashumna. You know, I think it's a very significant thing. Anyways, uh, it's a very fascinating story, and we, unfortunately, we can't give more class on Tadepi. But it's a very fascinating temple. So the final name we'll, we we don't have time for, it, but I want to finish this final name to finish this cluster. So you'll forgive, take a few take a few minutes here. Shunya Nivasani, the final name of this cluster, name two thirty three. Shunya Nivasani. Shunya means. You know. You know. Emptiness, right? Void, emptiness, zero. Um, uh, 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 yeah. Uh, uh. And Nivasani means she who dwells in, one who lives or dwells in the void, in the emptiness. It's a very interesting name, right? So, a simple thing if we're connecting her again to this cluster of names, where we're giving Jaya, Vijaya, Ida, Pingala, and Nadi. Sindhu as Shushumna and Sahasrara, and and Tada to have that symbolism. So, here again, Shunya Deva, she who dwells. What, what is Sunya? Shunya could it, oh what what we get we, we get very nervous with this term void or emptiness because like, like if God's the void, I mean God doesn't exist or something. Like that. We could think oh my God, then that's not what's meant here because she is the void and she dwells in the void, means that she is the content of the void also. Right, so that, that it's not that she doesn't exist. This is an, an aspect of her, one of her qualities, and so what is a void? You could think of it perhaps as that which is beyond thought. Right, you know, like when we you know we fill our consciousness actually without thoughts in our consciousness, we don't know our consciousness We only we think we're conscious of things. We're, we're conscious of something that's called consciousness right well we don't know consciousness, but what if there's nothing to be conscious of, or the distinction between the knower and the known disappear right the, then then what's what's left is no known and knower exist. then there's no thought that's the definition of thought knowing knowing and known thinking thinker thinker thinking thought these that's a the very definition without that, what do you have you have in a certain sense nothing right in in the nor in the classical sense right you can almost think of like no thing, it's not a thing not a thing to think about there's not a distinct like that but it's not nothing in the normal and it's it's a, a so in the tantric literature we this language that's used a lot is to something which is beyond concept beyond thoughts beyond in the, in the, in the non-dual um, um, uh, awareness pure awareness but not aware of anything just pure awareness as itself. as soon as you're aware of something you have duality that's the thing that, that, so, so that's like so, oh Pure awareness. That's not the, 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 pure awareness means duality. You're aware of something. What about pure awareness? That's not aware of anything. Then w- w- what would you describe that? It's it's nothing. It's void. It's not nothing. It's her. <laughs> from her comes everything, right? From that one. From, from within the the, vo- the 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 of the pure awareness, then comes awa- the one who's aware, and that which you're aware of. Therefore, she becomes sarvam it. Uh, 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 sarva maid she becomes everything that's how she becomes everything she's everything and the container of everything which is no thing right she contains everything so this is this, uh, this play of, of dual, duality and non-duality, right in as we've mentioned we invoke chinnamasta with the idea Ida and pingala and chinnamasta chinnamasta strongly represents this when it, when it's taken a little bit philosophically when she her the energy comes up so dramatically Beyond you know, Pingala. Beyond even, literally blows the head off, Her head off. And, uh, to lose your head means to go beyond concepts. That's one of the meanings of going of losing your head. You know, you you know, you're beyond the duality of concepts of of, of subject and object. You're going beyond duality. So you, she loses her head. But another thing we've talked about this in our Chinnamasta talks before. When Chidamasa cuts off her head, she doesn't. Lo- we would think, oh, we lose our head. She loses her body. It's another thing. The body represents the head is pure awareness, right? Right. That is, and, and, and the body is nama rupa, stuff, the world of name and form, the world of things, right? So this is when so the experience of the Kundalini finally coming up, as per yogic tradition, if we interpret these these names in that way, is pure awareness beyond beyond you know leaving the world of relative objects of name and form even fullness behind into that which is be, leaves those concepts get left behind completely right so and, and in this even in our image of Ma we sometimes think like this from the one from Shiva consciousness becomes this whole world comes in the world duality and then we follow her back uh, back to the one we interpret it like this image of Ma is also seen as the fully awakened kundalini right Shiva is consciousness Kali comes up and stands on top of it, so she's even beyond the whole thing. The Chinnamasta image is a sign of a fully awakened Kundalini, right? Uh, so this is describing the experiences of the um, of uh, of the, uh, a sahasrara experience, as and I, I I think the names warrant this type of connection, right? But she dwells in the void. She is the void. That means that that. The void or the nothingness, the formless, right, is not nothing. It's not that we think, oh, that means she doesn't exist. She is the thing that doesn't exist, not existence. There's verses like this existence and non existence dwell in me. She makes such statements or dwell in her. Other people make such statements about her, real life saints. So that makes no sense in my mind, you know, normal way of thinking. All that exists and all that doesn't exist, existence and non existence dwell in me. She is the reality, substratum, even non-existence and then and then she fills she fills all the details of non-existence and existence those are also her mm-hmm. right so it's a very of course all the every I think every name in the phenomena every name every everything every name points to Ma's uh, uh, the one how the one becomes everything and 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 then these verses by giving some hints and using Kundalini type languages may also show a map A traditional map of how how we realize how the how we can realize how the one became how how the one becomes and is everything and remains beyond everything. So I think we'll leave it there because I'm now officially seven minutes late. My count I have a new thing with a countdown talk, but I missed it. According to this, I have thirty minutes and forty four seconds left. (laughs) So I think I did something wrong. I'm learning new things. (laughs) So anyway, thank you for your kind attention. We won't take questions. I'm not interested.